A couple years ago, during the season of Lent, I went to the office on a typical day and had appointments, had marriage preps, prepared to talk, interacted with many members of the staff, and after about three-fourths of the day, I went to the restroom and looked in the mirror, and I just burst out laughing. It seems that in my haste to head out the door that morning, I had buttoned my shirt, but I forgot to put the white collar in to my black shirt. So for the better part of a day, I looked like a very old goth teenager, or a stagehand, or a waiter. I didn't look like a priest at all. I added my collar and started asking people, did you notice I didn't have my collar on? And the answers were very curious. Well, I wondered, but I didn't want to embarrass you. So it was better that I would walk around looking like an idiot, I thought to myself, or, well, it was none of my business. And, or my favorite, well, it was Lent, so I thought it was the way it was supposed to be. What, I gave up my collar for Lent? That's just odd. Now, I'm not doing a homily about my Roman collar. I've heard people talk about wearing two different types of shoes or socks or earrings as well, but it points to the human reluctance to get involved. We'd say, stay out of other people's business. Besides looking stupid, all in all, it was a harmless day. But what happens when the stakes grow higher? What happens when someone has fallen into a sin or a sinful pattern in their lives? We take the approach and say the same things and make the same excuses. You know, I don't want to get involved. It's none of my business. I don't want to embarrass someone. I don't want to put someone on the spot. Yes, I think we've convinced ourselves that this is the right way to handle the sins of others. Most times, too, we stay quiet because we know our sins and we say, who am I to judge? We've heard that misquoted by our Holy Father, Pope Francis. But people also call us to love. Jesus calls us to love. It is loving to allow, is it loving, we have to ask, to allow someone to lose one's soul to preserve some disordered sense of etiquette. Our readings this weekend won't let us off the hook. Our first reading and our gospel tell us that we must engage in what has become known as fraternal correction in the church. That simply means that, as an act of love, we speak the truth to others. We help people see the error of their ways and the damage that they are causing themselves in this life and in eternity, potentially, and that despite the sins that we are striving to overcome, we call out the mediocrity to greatness through repentance with the hope that they will do the same for us. But the stakes are raised in our first reading today. Ezekiel explicitly tells us that if we do not dissuade a person from a sinful way, the wicked person will die. But God will hold us responsible for his death. If, on the other hand, we try to dissuade a a wicked person from their evil ways in charity, and they do not listen, the wicked person will surely die, Ezekiel says, but we will be saved. So this is how close God calls us to be as a community of faith. That is, we can't excuse ourselves from performing fraternal correction. We need one another. If we care about our own salvation, we can't say, that's none of my business, I'm staying out of it. We are all each other's business because we are all members of the body of Christ. And we are, 
as God reminds us, our brother's keeper. Of course, the world and the devil have largely succeeded in shaming Christians in particular from this essential work. We are said to be judging someone when we call attention to their sinfulness. In our culture where tolerance is the one and only virtue left, to judge is a capital offense. But notice, too, what fraternal correction is not. It is not our responsibility to judge a person's soul. In other words, we as Christians are not about the business of casting people into hell or purgatory, for that goes. We are a community of believers that are called to love and are called to holiness so that others can see a different way than the destructive path of sin. In our gospel today, Jesus gives a point-by-point plan about how to help others that are steeped in sin. He instructs us to speak to a sinning brother or sister and summon them to repentance. Then, if you know a friend who is in trouble and you appeal to them to rethink their behavior and it doesn't work, and assuming that the matter is serious, others who are trustworthy should be summoned to the task with you. Finally, Jesus tells us that the church should be informed. And if they will not listen even to the church, then they should be excommunicated, which means to be treated as a tax collector or a Gentile. But what is the point here? To hurt a person or to be hateful? Not at all. That is, in serious matters, excommunication is a kind of medicine that will inform the sinner of how serious the matter is. Sadly, in our personal lives, as well as in the church, the medicine is seldom used. And while some say that the church and her people are becoming more tolerant, Ezekiel and Jesus seem to be implying that we are becoming less loving and complicit by our silence. Look, we all know people who are way off the beaten path leading a sinful life. We can see destructive behaviors that will lead to their lives being in shambles. Theft, gossip, child or spousal abuse, adultery, cohabitation, drug abuse, pornography, lying, drug use. And we know the list of sins of the modern day too well. St. Paul reminds us that love does no evil to the neighbor. Fraternal correction when improperly and charitably is tough love, but love nonetheless. It is no act of love to allow sinners to persist in their evil ways. In fact, it is a a heroic love to confront the sinner while also admitting one's own sinfulness and having the courage to help move the sinner to repentance and conversion of life and thus to happiness in this life and in the next. So we are the Lord's watchmen. Are we doing as he bids us to do? May we begin today bringing our friends and neighbors to prayer during the sacred liturgy and praying for ourselves and for the courage to speak the truth.